There are over 7,000 graduate and professional students enrolled at Washington University who come from varying cities, states, and countries. No matter if you're a STL native or a transplant, at least for a few years, St. Louis becomes home in our pursuit for a higher education. In exploring our new city, many of us have found places of retreat that we love to visit when we need a break from the daily grind of being a student. In this season of GradCast, we explore a few hidden gems that our guests enjoy outside of school and get to know more about what St. Louis has to offer. So I'm here at MADE, makers, artists, designers, and entrepreneurs in St. Louis with Emily. And Emily, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Emily. I'm the member director here at MADE, Makerspace. Really happy to be here. So can you tell us what is MADE for people who have never heard of it before? Yeah, MADE, like you mentioned, stands for makers, artists, designers, and entrepreneurs. It is a makerspace, which essentially is like a gym for creative people. Ooh, a gym for creative people. I like that. Yeah, but yeah. that's really what it is. So um, if you come into this space, you can see that it's actually giant. And how big did you say this facility is here? We are, MADE itself is about 16,000 square feet of like just a bunch of equipment, a bunch of machines, woodworking, metalworking, textiles, like you name it, chances are we have it. Yeah. So the point of a makerspace then is whatever you would like to create, you can come into one of these places and, and do that, right? Exactly, yeah. That's why her name tries to encompass so many different kinds of makers. There's a lot of reasons why somebody comes in here to use the equipment. Maybe they want to learn a new skill, maybe they need a project that they have to get done, Maybe they are retiring and they have extra time on their hands and they want to like really feel that creative spark again. I personally use the space for my own art practice. I'm a sculptor. And so yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, my work, um, I like to work with a lot of mixed media, a lot of new media. And so I've worked with steel, I work with latex, I work with like vinyl and just a bunch of weird stuff. And I get to use the shop to help me jump between those materials without feeling constrained by the only machines that I have in my home, which is like a sewing machine. So that seems pretty complex though. So are there like just kind of people who are newly starting out and don't have any idea what they want to make yet that yeah. come in here? I call them aspirational makers. They, <laughs> they aspire to get to that point and they are probably the most inspiring people that come in here because they're just so amazed and interested in getting started and they really so, don't have any like limitations they're just like i right. can do any of this stuff right? exactly yeah. yeah and so we have they typically sign up um for like group classes that we have and each group class has a project in it so if they don't know what they can do they're able to walk away with something and be like oh making those connections and like oh this is how a wine rack's made or yeah. this is how an led lamp gets circuited you know yeah, yeah. so can you tell me um, a little bit how MADE started? Yeah, MADE began uh, in November of 2017, whenever a national makerspace called Tech Shop, they announced bankruptcy due to grossly mismanaging their funds. Whenever they um, basically said that they were closing the doors, a couple of people came together, including Jim McKelvey, Doug Auer of Third Degree Glass Factory, and then uh, Cortex, Cortex Innovation District. They all came together and including some staff members that were at Tech Shop, we all moved the, the facilities here to this building that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. So just a few miles down the road. Just a few miles down the road. Yeah. We had a flatbed truck and we just made a bunch of trips. 
I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Very fun in the dead of winter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we spent about a year building, getting the building up to snuff a lot of time during construction. Um, and then after a year, we were able to open last November. Okay, great. So um, how did you actually get started here? So I got started here, I guess I got started at Tech Shop originally, and I started as kind of a shop tech role. I was fixing equipment, I was helping people with projects. Um, eventually, I gave enough tours of the space that they put me in a more people-facing role, and they told me that I was going to be helping out uh, members getting started. So that so you're kind of... really good at giving tours and really good with people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I give tours of the shop all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, whenever we transitioned into MAID, uh, I kind of kept that position, and then I also took on a huge administrative role where I actually manage our front desk system. All of our reservations are made online, and so I help a lot with that process and with the member profiles that we have. Okay. And you said the other staff members, like most of them also came from Tech Shop? And yeah. yeah. Okay. How many people work here? Uh, we had four directors that came from Tech Shop for facilities, for education, operations, and then for membership, which is what I do. And then we have two part-time staffers as well that help us both in the shop and at the front desk. Mm -hmm. And then we have a bunch of instructors, yeah. like a whole lot of people that come in and they teach for, with us, they teach for us, and they're able to help our members really learn the skills needed for whatever they're trying to make. Okay. So um, can you tell me how made is different than some other maker spaces like do you have a particular niche i know you said that you wanted to kind of include everybody who would use this space which seems like a lot of people but there are other maker spaces around st louis right yeah, yeah. made is um we have a different structure than a lot of other maker spaces so compared to tech shop the place that came before this we are maker spaces that basically gives value to whatever you need in the space. At Tech Shop, we noticed that a lot of people were paying the exact same rate, and which was like, I don't know, like $1,000 for six months. And whether you were coming in four hours a week or 40 hours a week to use the space, you were still paying no that rate. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is we've created a price structure that um, is $50 a month, and you come in and pay by the hour for the equipment. So if you're in the wood shop, you know, three hours a week, you're only paying $3 an hour, and mm -hmm. that's only going to be like $9 for the week. Right. Whereas if you're in there, you're an entrepreneur, and you're building wood tables for all yeah. your clients, yeah, you're there right. all the time, you're going to be putting more uh, funding into the space right. and getting a lot more back from it because you're here a lot more. Right. So that's kind of how we differ. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, so what is the range of people that come and use this space? Like the age range? Um, I guess age range and like, uh, so there are people who like base their business out of here yeah. and like brand new people starting. And so like, is there a typical like, oh, I gosh. guess, client of, of MAID? I want to say I wish there was a typical client, but I'm glad that there isn't. Yeah. <laughs> There's people, somebody, a woman just came in here an hour ago and uh, she had this entire complex object that she was making that was all for this portable piano that she's making. Oh. And right before that, another person had come in, and they were literally just trying to figure out, like, if they were a maker themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's this massive range of folks who either have direction, and they're like, I need to build this project. Or somebody that comes in, again, aspirational makers. Yeah. Um, 
I'd say primarily right now, right now a lot of people that are in the shop do have a project in mind, but they kind of turn into tinkerers the more that they're here. They start to realize like, there's more that they can do. Yeah. 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 Like in a gym where you're like using the leg press and you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) I could do squats and like work out yeah. way more muscles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. So um, I have used um, Tech Shop before, right? And so um, I had made different things um, with uh, the wood um, laser edges. laser cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Laser cutter. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so like I made a map for some of my friends because they were living on a lake. Um, but I also made like keychains, and you actually sell some keychains right here in uh-huh. the lobby too. Um, but it was a lot of fun because it was actually a really easy system to use. Um, even the the programming, like I thought I would have to, I don't know, learn something really drastic. But um, the the system and the way that the machine works is really easy to input everything. And so I know in the past you've like kind of done events for like Boy Scouts or et cetera. Is that like still something that happens? Like Yeah, we're trying to, we're putting together some things called like experiences where you're able to come in and experience a machine um, in a group setting or as an individual, similar to, to what Tech Shop did for Boy Scouts as well. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm like in the beta phase of making experiences for using the laser cutter mm-hmm. to cast your own pewter enamel pin. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, really excited about it too because yeah. I'm using the laser cutter to make a mold that you th- that I, I then show people how to like cast pewter into yeah, yeah. Uh, so that you can in one hour have your own enamel pin that you've designed. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm really, really jazzed about it. We are hoping to have a lot more things like that, maybe like screen printing experiences. Right. Um, we have one like group activity that we're running soon that's going to be a the machines that like you like you push a domino over and then it goes forward oh, the, yeah Rube Goldberg Rube machines. Goldberg's. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're making like a Rube Goldberg experience in the wood shop wow, where if okay. you bring in like 20 people you'll be able to each have their own set that you basically like task that they have to build yeah, yeah. Oh, okay wow and then at the end you're going to set it all off and then at the end, we just set it all on fire. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, at the I mean, end, we hand out cool. beer, and we're like, great job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. So, um, okay. let's see. So, what are some of your pre- favorite projects that have actually come out of here? Favorite projects? Well, I can tell you the most recent ones. Those are usually what stick in my head, because a lot of things come through here. My most recent ones, we have a member named Ben, who is using our CNC router to route out tabletops that he uses the router also to like etch these Art Nouveau uh, images into, and then he pours like really beautiful resin in there, and then sands it off, and they're freaking gorgeous. Like I want one in my home so bad. Wow. We've also I feel had like a, I need to see some pictures of those. Oh, yeah. we got them on our Instagram, <laughs> yeah. dude. We got so many pictures. I'll pull them up later. Yeah. We've also had members come in. We had one member who like builds an airplane. Uh, he comes back all the time, and he's building an airplane right now for I think an event that's happening in Florida in the fall. Hmm. So big projects, um, and then also like little projects. I have 
a friend that is working on building like acrylic jewelry on the laser cutter and it's all based off of his designs that uh there's these really beautiful drawings that he makes so each project that comes through has its own special character to it that like I don't know, it's hard to pick a favorite, but there mm-hmm. are the ones that definitely stick out. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about what machines are here or like what areas um, there are for um, making things? Yeah, yeah. Let me list them all for you. We've got laser cutting, obviously. That's definitely our most popular area. And like you mentioned, it's a really low barrier for entry. You don't need to like know a whole lot beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, laser cutting, screen printing, textiles, which is sewing, uh, quilting, and also leather working. We have plastics, which includes vacuum forming and also 3D printing. We also have our machine shop, which has milling. It has a, a couple of lathes as well and a couple of CNC equipment too. Uh, our metal shop has just a ton of equipment that I don't think I could list off everything right now. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a water jet, we have welding, powder coating, and then finally we have wood shop, which has basic wood shop tools along with a couple of CNC routers. So do you know of any um, current WashU students who use this space and what they kind of use it for? Yeah, yeah. I actually just recently helped out um, a woman named Julia who's in, she's a graduate student in the architecture department Mm -hmm. and she was finishing up her thesis project. So she was using the laser cutter a whole lot to make her designs. Um, Actually, a lot of architecture students, honestly, it's been mostly architecture students. Yeah, right. Yeah. How interesting. I would have expected like some more just general art as well, but we did have an art class come through. Yeah, in January, so we had a full class for that, which was awesome. We just recently built out like classroom memberships mm-hmm. and so those are going to be geared towards the entire classroom and they're semester based and they oh, like include okay. a class in them yeah and so we are really looking forward to having some more washu classes in here yeah. yeah yeah that would be great so um what if somebody wants to get involved but they're not sure how to get started or even sure what to expect coming here Definitely. We host open houses on the third Friday of every month, so you're welcome to come in between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. We also open up in conjunction with our sister facility, Third Degree Glass Factory, which is really, really close to here. So the whole district kind of comes alive. And we have a little maker market. You can see what people are making. You're able to take a tour of the shop. Um, And I also give tours of the shop on Wednesdays and Saturdays as well. Okay, great. Yeah, so they can just contact you and get started. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Um, You talked a little bit about cost, but how much would that typically cost? You can sign up for membership at the front desk. It's $50 a month. If you'd like to just have 30 days and not have any commitment, it's $60 for those 30 days. Okay. And then there's a refundable security deposit that we keep on file, and we refund you afterwards. It's about $100. Uh, And then you'll go through orientation as well. And then for the screen printing area, we have it at $3 an hour. So essentially, okay. once you remember, you can make, start making reservations yeah. um, and start using that area. Okay. And they would get all the help that they need from, from the staff here. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. yeah. We're here 12 hours a day uh, to assist you if you need some help. Yeah. 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 So uh, people can come in here without any experience at all. 
Yes. Is the big point. Okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any experience in 3D printing before I got here, and okay. I'm really stoked to say that like now I can run a 3D printer, and I can actually fix problems on it, too. Yeah. But yeah, no prior experience is necessary. We've had people come in who um, you know, had no creative background, like accountants. Not that accountants can't be creative, mm-hmm. but people that have done accounting for 30 years, right. and they come in, and they're like, I don't have a creative bone in my body. And my favorite <laughs> it thing. turns out they do. Yeah. Turns out they do. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, I just check out what classes we have. Our website has, like, a ton of information on it. We spent a lot of time building it, so right. I recommend checking it out. Thanks for listening to this episode of GradCast. Stay tuned for our next episode where we discuss more hidden gems in St. Louis.